she was driving anyway and there was a spider that came across the dashboard and I was like, Grave Oh my out. god. I had to like, pull, pull over. <laughs> We were like about to go onto the M50. I had to pull into an estate in town here. And I had to like, I had to show her while I killed the spider. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to Girls With Goals. I'm Neve Meyer and I'm absolutely delighted to welcome my guest this week to the show. I'm joined by Quiva Barry, Karen Cowley and Saoirse Duan. Did I say that right? Yeah. Duan, brilliant. And together they are Wyvern Lingo. Ladies, you're very welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you. So I want to start with our game. So it's called Six Words or Less, and it's for any of our listeners or readers of Her.ie who may not know who you are. So you have to describe yourself in six words or less. So I know that maybe you were thinking it could be a band one, but I'm going to want some individuals. So will we start with Saoirse in the middle there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, I did not see that coming. I feel like you weren't yeah. expecting yeah. that. Yeah. I was like, Grant, I'll steal some of theirs. Into that. Uh, oh, God. Six words. Uh, okay. I'll, coffee. Definitely. <laughs> coffee. Um, uh, hardworking. Um, mm. um I love people. I think people are great. I love chatting to them. <laughs> That's I love words. people. Yeah. <laughs> Coffee, hardworking, I love people. So you're on yes. five now. One more. Okay, and uh, grand. Grand. <laughs> Brilliant <laughs> words. Sorry, I felt like I threw you there by going to you I first. Know, you really I did. That. It was great. I was not expecting that. Okay, Quiva, six words or less? Messy. Um, uh, creative, but that kind of comes under messy. Yeah. Uh, <gasps> joy and joy. joy. Oh, that's cute. Oh yeah. Well, that's me. That's another word. Cute. Yeah. And yep. Yeah, so I'm gonna finish it there. Brilliant. I, I love it, it out there. I love the messy creative thing because I'm so messy, yeah. and whenever I get really called up on it by people, my mother, um, I'm just like, but that's, it's just my brain. That's this my is what brain. the inside yes. of my brain looks like. Yeah. 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 yeah, She doesn't buy it at all, so. I say something, I'm, I'm pretty, me- you don't you don't want to see us on tour, we're, actually, Saoirse, we don't want to drag her down. No, no, yeah, no, Saoirse's <laughs> clean, Saoirse's clean. Yeah, we're we're pretty messy. Karen, six words or less? Um, a nice try, <laughs> trying to segue over there. I am optimistic. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I am um, neurotic a little bit. Okay, a little bit neurotic, not in like a negative way. Yeah, just I do think that sometimes the wheels spin. It's happening. Too quickly. <laughs> 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 in different ways. Um, like I can't drink too much coffee, or else I kind of go a bit crazy. Oh, you get the like the coffee shakes. Yeah, mm. that as well. A big imagination, okay. which also feeds into the the crazy. <laughs> yeah. And. Um, I, uh, That's enough. Adventurous, but That's safe. Enough. Okay, adventurous. <laughs> and safe. I think I'm adventurous. But safe. Right, okay. But in a safe yeah, way. Yeah, I think you're I thought you were going to go for the meme. Thing. Oh, the meme. Okay, fair enough. I did say before that I think the meme that best describes me is <laughs> the meme of the dog. I think it's a Labrador. Um, Jumping with the dolphins. <laughs> it's like, I don't think I've seen that it's one. It's like my friend when they've had a few drinks and makes new friends. Do you know that one? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I'll have to look it up afterwards. Do you know yeah, we'll send it to you. I do now. Send I was like, me. what is she on with? Yeah, I just a, love it. There's a dog meme that actually really reflects me. I send it on to my friends all the time. It's the one where the dog is just there and then it kind of just rolls back into the, into the, like, the nook of the couch and then it's just kind of like <laughs> lying there like that. 
Mostly yeah. on a Monday and a Tuesday mm. and a Wednesday and a Thursday. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that could be the new game. The new game. <laughs> what <laughs> meme best Do you guys have a meme, meme that describes Probably that, that really frowny cat. <laughs> <laughs> that infamous cat. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's my face. I can't help it. I love it. that one. That's a good one. <laughs> what meme are you? I don't know. What meme am I? Something to do with a seal. Yeah, I'm just going to a little seal. Is there a seal? Seals, She's a seal. Oh, I, I saw one recently. <laughs> I saw one uh, of a scuba diver like, petting a seal, and the seal was all like, yeah. Oh, they're just dogs of the seal. So anyway. Yeah. <laughs> the seal like your spirit animal, or where did that come no, from? She's a seal, you know the way. You know the way people have animals. She's a seal. It's not always the animal that you want. But. <laughs> to be honest with you, everybody kind of loves seals, you know? They're people very... love seals. Sammy yeah. the seal is a Wicklow celebrity. This conversation is going on way <laughs> okay. so much. Let's, let's, seals, let's. let's talk about <laughs> music. Um, so Wyvern Lingo, obviously. Uh, tell us a little bit about the beginnings of the band. So where did you guys... Where do you come from? Where do you grow up? I know all the answers to this, but I just want <laughs> to hear about it. You guys have been around for a good few years now. So how did it begin? Well, well, we were in primary school together and then we met Quiva and sure, that's that's basically that's the start of it all, really. But um, we all kind of were, were falling in love with music at the same time. So when mm -hmm. we found each other at that age... We could all play instruments. We all could mm -hmm. all play instruments. So we've just honestly just been playing music ever since then. Yeah, and like, obviously you guys are incredibly accomplished musicians. So was being in a band something when you were younger that you wanted to do or, yeah, or was yeah, it... Yeah. Oh, really? Okay, oh, so that yeah. was kind of... The thing, because you know the way sometimes people see themselves and envision themselves as being solo artists or whatever, but a band was something that you guys really gravitated towards. Well, we were totally in love with bands. You know, okay. we were listening to like Fleetwood Mac. We were, and not just listening, we were like obsessing over these yeah. bands and mm. obsessing over their stories and watching Almost Famous like at every opportunity and just being like, I just want to be in a band and yeah. tour the world. And, you know, and we just totally romanticized it from such a young age. It was always a question of like, you know, when are we going to start the band or whatever or you know it was just at the time everyone wanted to be in a band as well yeah. or maybe they didn't maybe we just thought maybe they did maybe we just did maybe we just did but our older siblings were all yeah, in bands together bands. Okay. which definitely influenced us a bit but there more. was also in 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 bray where we grew up there was totally a culture of bands yeah. and like it doesn't really exist now but like there you know there was lots of like young people putting on gigs for bands and mm. it was class yeah, it was, it was really yeah. good so we, we we had the opportunities to to be nurtured I suppose. I suppose like it's different though as in having like growing up in a place where there's a culture of that and a culture of kind of like okay well we're gonna come together and we're gonna be in a band and we're gonna forge our own path because when I was growing up there was definitely all of the I suppose would you call them easy way outs but like it was around the time of the pop idols yeah, and the American yeah, yeah, yeah. idols and all of that <laughs> stuff was coming up. I mean was that, a, I mean, ever was tempting. That, was it ever tempting? Because it's it's not a quick fix because it's a TV program and it's highly yeah. produced. Yeah. But people started to look at different ways to get into the music industry. So yeah. was that something that you guys kind of were like, oh, this is going to ruin us as in the industry? Yeah, oh. I think we, I think we were always warned against yeah. being, you know, you, it's, I think it's so clear how how much as a, as, a, as a pop star you can be be led in a way that you don't want to go. Yeah. And that I think even as uh, when we were younger we knew that that was the case, especially Absolutely. like if you're young girls and you you say to your parents, I want to be a singer, they're like, oh, be careful. Yeah. But I also think with the with those kind of um, pop idol things, it's very clear that you're competing for, I wouldn't have had this language at the time, but mm. you're competing for a contract yeah. that mm -hmm. you don't want. You know, yeah. we wouldn't have wanted to be putting out those kind of songs. We didn't like that kind of pop music. No, yeah. and we yeah. also were very much... I think I certainly was. I had a bit of a knee jerk against certain 
elements of mainstream at the time. Like, not mm. all, because I, I, I did love pop music at the time, but that all that stuff made me very, feel very uncomfortable, even back then. And mm. I remember just thinking it wasn't real. And you see, the thing is, when you are that age and you can sing, absolutely every person ever will say to you, I'm like, never going next Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, all the time. So... Uh, I kind of, I pretty much had a, had an argument for it back then because I, I just yeah. didn't want to. But I actually remember quite young um, doing this, we were in like this this stage school thing and I did this competition and I got to record a song. Mm. And it wasn't like a pop song, it was like a, an Eva Cassidy song. And I remember them saying, okay, we're going to send it around now to um, radio stations. And even then I was like, please give me all the CDs, I don't want you sending anything on my behalf. Because <laughs> right. I was like, I don't want anyone else controlling an image. And I had no intention of wanting to be a solo singer on the radio because I was working with my band. Like, I mean, we were 14, but like, yeah. I just didn't want, I felt immediately uncomfortable. And I remember thinking, I couldn't really articulate why, right. but I was just like, I don't want I'm not, I don't want that, I'll do it myself. Thanks. But it is the control, isn't it? I mean, that yeah. can go across every kind of industry, but it is like making sure that you're in control of what you're doing with your own career, yeah. which I suppose is like really crucial. Yeah. Yeah. And there wasn't, I mean, I guess that I feel like the dialogue is obviously much more open about the whole thing now and about um, how people can be exploited. But yeah, the fear, was, the fear the, is definitely there. The whole Christmas number one thing that was just taken away from any artist who tried to get it. It was just like automatically. Oh, the X Factor thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. automatically an X Factor thing. Yeah, it just, it just wasn't a thing that we wanted to do. Yeah. And yeah. anyway, even, even, even the band wasn't necessarily something that we wanted to do until a few years ago. We all kind of did the college thing and we were like, actually, but we do the band yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you then know. like when you kind of decided to do the band thing officially, mm. obviously you had known each other for years and, and you're all musicians. So when you came together to kind of start the process of writing music, was that something that clicked automatically straight away or were there any because sometimes I think and I think if you're not someone who can write songs and if you're not someone who knows what that process is like like you imagine that there might be differences of opinions or fights or anything like that or like what's the what's the full process that you guys go to when you're writing music together are there fights well no there aren't fights no no, no. if anything we're too polite to probably Oh, Great really? song, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or like, well, not like that, but we're, you know what I mean. It's, it's it is evolving. I mean, the thing was when we'd always been writing songs together, yeah. but I do think that we have had to really figure out what the best way to do that is because we could all what we have done up until now really is write mostly separately, yeah, and then bring it together okay. and arrange together right. more so. Is that fair? More so than right? I, I know what you mean, but but there's I can think of a few examples on the last album where... That's true, yeah. We actually... It was very collaborative. Quite collaborative. Yeah. But but the last album contained songs that we'd had for years because it was our first album. Yeah. yeah. So, there, I, to be honest, we, there's no real one set way of doing it for us. Yeah. <laughs> no. You know, sometimes we'll finish a song and we'll all be like, that's amazing, that's exactly how it's going to be, perfect. And then sometimes it'll take loads of pushing and pulling. Well, I suppose you can see that with Snow too as well, like you came yeah. back to it, right? Yeah, for example, sure. Yeah, after yeah. like a few years. Yeah. Um, and I suppose that kind of leads into the fact that your, your sound definitely has changed since like, it was 2014 when the first EP came out. And yeah. I actually saw you guys in 2014 it was a festival in Bray and I can't for the life groove. of me maybe it was Groove, was it groove? or Bray Summerfest we were um, playing the bandstand no I think no. it was Groove actually yeah. um, I remember I went out and like I'm from Port Marnock so oh. I was like it's far oh, it's, it's so yeah. far away <laughs> I was on the dart for like a year and a half before, <laughs> yeah. before I got there really um, but I remember seeing you guys and my friend was off getting a drink 
And it's a real family-friendly kind it's of festival. Lovely, yeah. yeah, so like we were hunting beer. It was like, <laughs> it was like one beer stall yeah. about two miles away. And uh, and I literally just like walked past these and I, I sat and just watched the whole thing. And then nice. my friend came back and was like, right, we have to stay and we have to listen oh. to these girls. They're amazing. Um, but it was very folk and it was very uh, kind of a style that I was into at the time. And over the years, you've progressed and you've changed. And then your first album, uh, the debut album came out there uh, early last year, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And the sound was very different. And I was like really surprised by the sound. I loved it. Um, but was that something that just happened over the years of touring and gigging together? Or was it a marked decision that you were like, right, I think we want to play this kind of music. We want to go this way instead of kind of the direction that we've been in for the last few years. It's kind of a mixture of the two. You see, between the time where you saw us 2014, yeah. 2014 we self-released an EP, which was as you say, it was a lot more folk mm. influenced. But to be honest, it was more of a symptom of our tools at the time and right. our instrumentation and our our budget as well. Mm. You know, they, they, all these things yeah. matter. And mm. uh, in between that and the album, we, we did another, when we signed at Rubyworks, we did an EP with them. That was way more, that was a lot closer to the album. I don't mm. know if... if, if that, was um, the, that was an EP that had... Let It Willow and Subside. Okay. I think that was once, yeah. but Subside ended up going on yeah. the album then right. because, yeah. it, because it fits in. So for us, it, it's, it was very gradual. I know that when we released the album, a lot of people were like, what is this new sound? Yeah. We're like, yeah. but, it, but it wasn't for us at no. all. In fact, as soon as we released the Widow Knows EP, the, the one in 2014, yeah. we immediately started progressing past that sound because it was only on that album that I started playing the drums properly. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even have a drum kit at that time. Oh, wow. yeah. I, just, just I just could kind of play yeah. them. Yeah, well, I had literally just bought a little, my little Moog monitor, which yeah. I still have. Sponsor me, Moog, come on. <laughs> um, uh, it really changed what, what we did because we didn't have a bassist. Right. And I, I really wanted to play bass lines, but we needed layers and we didn't want more people and we only have yeah. so many arms. Yeah. And um, it really changed what we did because it meant that we could have that, that, that really fat bass sound that then required drums it required more stuff and, and that just opened up and to be honest like definitely an element of it was like we just preferred the type of music that we make now yeah, yeah. that's the, always the music we wanted to make and it was just that we were so informed by I suppose songwriters that were of the folk world of the yeah. 60s and 70s um that that's just kind of how we were writing but it wasn't necessarily how we were imagining it in our heads yeah for sure like yeah. I think yeah. that's maybe that's maybe like like Snow is a good example of mm. that because that kind of sounds like what our demos sound like now. Yeah. yeah. And then we get it to where we want it to sound sonically kind of thing because because we write on guitar or just on a keyboard and yeah. it can all sound quite ballady or foggy, I suppose, in its in its beginnings. But then once we once we get it to where we want it to be sonically, it sounds quite different, I guess. And when you signed with Rubyworks, was that like was that a big moment in your career? Did you feel like that was gonna be like you, you spoke there slightly about budget and stuff like that. Was that kind of the the place where you were like, okay, well, the doors are going to open out a little more for us in terms of developing the sound and and also like reaching a bigger audience as well? Because yeah. you, you did it like on your own for for a few a good few years, mm-hmm. like didn't you? Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was a big moment for you guys. Yeah, for sure. I was huge. I remember the day we did it and we like got to sign a record. It was so exciting. Like yeah. you know, it's something we'd been looking toward for so many years, and to actually do it was was so exciting and. We're so grateful that we did it with those guys because they, and gals, they are just a very small, very committed, very sincere group of people that really just want to put out good music. And we've been incredibly lucky uh, all of the time and and I suppose resources they've given to us over the last two years. We've just been, they've really, what's nice about Rebrooks is they gave us a lot of time to grow. Like Mm -hmm. we signed with them 
that year we did an EP and then we didn't do the album for another year and a half. Like they didn't push us into releasing anything yeah. too quickly. They were very much in favour of take the time you need to really grow and, and sort out sort out what it is that you want to sound like. Yeah. And w without that, I don't think we would be where we are now. We, or yeah. we, we might sound really different. Yeah. And mm -hmm. Hosier is on that um, record label as mm -hmm. well. And, and obviously, like, you guys are kind of always put into the same bracket as Hosier. His name comes up quite a lot because you knew him and you grew up with him um, in Bray and you gigged with him and stuff like that. Does that piss you guys off that, like, Hosier is always kind of brought up and asked in questions? Or because I suppose... The better question is, what was that like experiencing, watching him reach that crazy level of fame? Because it was in 2014 as well when his mm. single just went, I think he was performing at like the Victoria's Secret show and stuff like that the next crazy, year. Crazy, yeah. Yeah, I mean, was that uh, an interesting experience for you guys to see like a mate of yours just completely blow up in a global sense? Mm. So it doesn't happen to a lot of Irish artists mm. like on that magnitude that fast. Yeah. Like, to be honest, the whole experience was quite inspiring and that being exposed to that is, is has had a huge influence on us actually being like, okay, lads, let's pull up the socks and let's do yeah. this. Because it isn't impossible and mm. there was so many um, doors open for us through all of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a mixture of us doing backing vocals. I mean, I was on I featured on the album, which was amazing. I didn't yeah. even realise at the time how great that was, yeah. to be honest. And then... You know, and then we opened up for him for some massive gigs yeah. that we just wouldn't yeah. have got otherwise. And all of that was totally invaluable to us. Yeah. Um, it had, like, it was, it was, I don't think we resented it at all. Like, mm. I, I, um, it was such a big influence on our lives. Like, yeah. I, I went on tour doing a BV thing with a backing vocal thing in, in the States, and I just didn't go back to college. Yeah. <laughs> just got back home and was like, I'm going to do the music thing. I don't care if I'm sleeping on the floor. I'm going to do the music thing, you know. Mm, yeah. um, and I, I, we don't resent, well, I don't anyway, him being brought up because he's a great lad. And it's great if guy, he didn't know us, it's an interesting, can I, you know, I get it. I'm sure I'm sure people are sick of hearing about it. Yeah. But yeah. No, Funny enough, it. one I feel time. Like it's more about the fact that you were all from Bray, though, do you know? Like, that's what I would yeah. consider to be more. And you gigged with him. And like you said, it was, it was yeah. a culture at that time. It was like a band kind of place to be so mm. I mean I think yeah. that that's more of a of a nice way to kind of talk about it more so that yeah. oh do you know those girls like opened up for Hosier do you know that kind of way yeah it's definitely yeah I know what you mean like it's definitely because where it came from especially when we were kind of started get to getting on the the Dublin gang scene when mm. we were about you know old enough playing pubs um <laughs> we that's where we really I, I was playing in a band with Andrew a band called Zaska mm. and we used to just do these gigs all the time so it was such a great time in Dublin where we literally were gigging every week somewhere and then I'd be gigging with Zaska and Andrew and doing different things and then there was like Trinity Orchestra we played with as well and yeah. it was such a wonderful few years of just playing all the gigs you could, getting really good and everyone really encouraging each other and going to each other's gigs. Yeah. And then to see one of that crew just Blow. take over the world, yeah. like that's that's only a good thing. Absolutely. But as for interviews, I mean, obviously you get some interviews where people are like, you know, so what's it like, what's it like knowing Hosier, like whatever. But I remember one time I talking really, to him. I don't really care what it's yeah. like to know. <laughs> you know, they ask silly questions. But, but, I'm sure he's nice, but... But he actually, well, I was talking to him about it one time and he was like, he was just like, don't waste your interviews talking about me. Yeah. Don't ever do that again. You just change the subject and just tell them to shut up. And I was yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah. fair. Changing the, changing the subject. <laughs> um, so you guys were touring Germany and the UK there just a couple of months ago. So I want to hear about what life is like on tour. Mm. So do you guys stay in, obviously stay in hotels and stuff like that, but like I think people have these amazing 
like visions of what it's like to be on tour and is that really what it's like do you guys throw tvs out the window do you party all night long <laughs> like what? Sears is like absolutely we get helicopters yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely yeah. i think the most badass thing i do is just fleece the hotels for soap and little that's travel shampoos that's standard with everything um but do, that's you, ten, do you guys yeah. do you like being paid for breakfast, get the fuck off <laughs> oh my god we paid for breakfast <laughs> Uh, do you like being on tour? Is it something that you guys enjoy? Yes. And tell me about what the latest one was like. I felt like with the latest one, we were in Germany and week one was difficult because yeah. we were in a really good writing bubble at home mm. and then we were off on tour and kind of frowning at each other. Yeah. And then by week two, we'd all like climatized and once you once you kind of crack into your rhythm with it, yeah. you're like, oh, we could live like this forever. Yeah. yeah. We also, um, it was a successful tour um, logistically, I think, like, not that... We've made mistakes before, but we're, we're just better at it all now. Yeah. And it just felt like a more slick machine operation. Yeah. Like there was no like long breaks as such either. It was no, kind of just like it was all go. gig, 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 gig. It was like every 12, single day. Like, yeah. No, it was like well, nearly every single day. It was 14 gigs in 16 days. It was wow. crazy. Yeah. So, so like, the really pattern of the day is you get up earlier than you'd like to, yes. you drive for longer than you'd like to, you set up, sound check. Try get some food in, mm. do the gig, pack down, drive for too long, and then don't get enough sleep. Like I, I was gonna ask, do you guys ever get to do anything else during the day, or is it really just like getting from one place to if another? You get an, if you get like an hour, you're just happy to be by yourself for a minute. Yeah, <laughs> we were actually Walk in around. Belgium and it was my B day. <gasps> On your birthday? Oh, that was nice. Yeah, we had a night off in Belgium. Yeah, we had a night off in Belgium. Yeah, I love Belgium. We went to Ghent. Yeah. We went to Ghent. Yeah. I don't think it's I was in Ghent. It's the most beautiful so place beautiful. I've ever been. Yeah. Mad about chocolate in Belgium. They oh, yeah. love their chocolate, obviously. Belgian chocolate. We had sushi. We had sushi. The cuisine of Belgium. So tell us about what's coming up next then. I mean, Obviously, this year has been pretty impressive. You were nominated for the Choice Prize yeah. Album of the Year, yeah. um, which is incredible. Um, I remember, like, around that time, there was a little bit of controversy and it kind of, like, blew up a little bit on social media. Yeah. I don't even think we need to talk about what was said or anything like that. I don't think it's worth it. Um, but there was a music journalist who kind of wrote about you guys, and I was shocked by what was said. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, as musicians, you're going to get reviews and course, yeah. I think no matter what I think when people are are writing about so something that they're passionate about they are entitled to have their own opinion mm -hmm. um but you got so much support on social media and you got so much support from people in the industry and outside the industry as well just being like, like what are you what are you yeah. doing Do you it's know? just that, it's just that the tone of it wasn't it wasn't really describing their music it was a really weird personal attack it's that's what it seemed like from, really from where I was sitting and interestingly enough this person had written about you guys previously and and you know th yeah. this tone wasn't involved but yeah. are you did it kind of I suppose it's one of those cliche things did it make you kind of go we're gonna deal with this you know throughout our career and we've chosen to be in this very public sphere and we're probably gonna have to take these things moving forward. For sure, yeah. um, Definitely. I mean, yeah. we've been very lucky. Like in Ireland, we've had so much support. We've had very few negative uh, responses or negative reviews. We've yeah. had indifferent reviews. And there's been negative stuff behind the scenes for yeah. sure. We've seen a lot of things, you know, probably shouldn't have seen, you know, and that's hard to take. So there yeah. is like, like, don't make no mistake, there is in this industry, there is constant rejection. There's yeah. con a constant feeling of not good enough give up now you literally get you're bombarded with that mm. but pe no one knows about it because you're trying so hard on everyone's trying so hard online to make it seem like everything's great yeah all the time so 
at first it was our first very public personal attack and it's hard not to take it on board but to be honest the outcome was just amazing. It, was, it, was, it, it kind of worked out rather well yeah, so much so it was like are you actually a fan yeah it's all a big plan yeah. to make people oh, love yeah. us more. just because it, it was it was so it was such a weirdly outlandish like yeah we could take bad reviews I, mean, I think we're kind mm. of due a bad review like I'm curious to read that but yeah yeah no this one was just weird yeah which is odd I suppose when it's such a small industry as well like you you want to and you want to lift people up in Ireland and support mm. people and that's kind of key but at the same time when you're doing something that you know takes criticism as well like yeah. if, you're, if you're making something you know people are not going to like of it the course. same thing like with this show people write into me constantly telling yeah. me that they love the content that we do and then at other times they're just like I didn't like that I always yeah. feel it's like a weird thing and whenever I do respond I'm always like thank you so much for yeah. for listening like I hope mm. that you know in the future maybe we'll, we'll touch on something that you like more but you, I suppose you have to kind of take the good with the bad yeah, to a yeah, certain yeah. extent no for sure for sure like, but I mean all kinds of art is subjective and I, yeah. I would I would um, always be suspicious if people were too um, if there was too much yes going yeah. anywhere because Argument is, is important and opinion is important and we even we're quite critical of ourselves Like we're yeah. always honing in on what we've done and what we haven't done and what we should do and how things sound So it, I think I think the the main part was, was that it was quite um personal and also Possibly accused us of being something that we We you know we really uh, Try very hard not to come across as yeah. so <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, well just that sorry. Well the main <laughs> thing and the thing was that we were smug. It's just that one so, word. Yeah, yeah. So weird. Yeah it's just like I can't relate. Like I wish I felt like that. I wish I was. I think smug. it's my face. I think I've just got a weird face. I don't Your feel face smug. Is beautiful. Things are weird. Like <laughs> you don't have a smug <laughs> face. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's almost just that one word kind of like jumped out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. it's just weird. I think like I'm I'm paranoid that I did an interview with him last year promoting the album, mm. and I feel like I was nervously anytime there was a gap in conversation, just being like, yeah, we're delighted with it, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're, we're, yeah, we're mad proud of it when I'm like standing in our freezing cold jam room being yeah. like, I'm so broke. <laughs> Love the album, delighted. <laughs> <laughs> but there's definitely elements of like, especially when you're, when you're women, I'm very conscious of being quite apologetic or mm. I have been quite apologetic yeah. and not assertive enough my whole life. And I'm at an age now where I'm, I'm really trying to uh, feign confidence even if I don't have it or, yeah. or, or feign... Um, not even necessarily confidence, but just self-assurance. Yeah. And that's important. And I see so many women who, who are apologetic or aren't as confident as men. And, and when men are that confident, it's just not even questioned. Yeah. Uh, so I do... Well, it's yeah. phrased differently, isn't it? Like, the words yeah. are just different. As in, yeah. it's kind of more... The word smug would never be used. Maybe more assertive would be used or something yeah. like that. Like, it's, it's just... such an odd word when you're talking about someone who's putting out work that they're smug about it. It's yeah. just odd, very odd. He also said that if we won, we wouldn't win because the... What he said was we wouldn't win because the choice prize is not inherently evil. Just, it was just so dramatic. It was like, man, who hurt you? Like, we're sorry. Let's go back to our six words because really we should be saying evil, evil, smug, inherently evil. Inherently <laughs> evil. Um, yeah. You were talking there just kind of about, you know, yourself and the way you want to feel a little bit more confident even if you don't feel it. And actually one of my favourite songs off the album is Out of My Hands. And I love it because um, it's, written now I, I didn't write it but it's I would imagine it's written from the point of view of of you know maybe a questionable guy like a mm, bad guy yeah, if you yeah, want to yeah. say that um but it has a really important kind of stance and as musicians is that something that you find really important with your work because like obviously there's 
making sure that the melodies are great and, and catchy and stuff like that. But when you're writing stuff, do you feel that as you get older, maybe, that it's something that you want to do with your music as well for the audience? It de it's definitely, like, I, I would think about different issues a lot. And I, I definitely, um, sometimes my go-to thing is to, is to write about it. Mm. I, I don't always think that... I think sometimes if you try and force it, mm. it, it it's disingenuous and it can be a bit preachy at times, yeah, yeah. which we try to steer away from. Um, so I do think that while it's very important, and, and we are, we, we're quite hard thinkers about things and we, we feel strongly about different things. We and spend a lot of band practice just chatting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that when, when you're translating that into a song, it's easy for it to be an unsuccessful song or it's yeah. easy for it to be cheesy or to be mm. kind contrived. of contrived or whatever so yeah I think it, I think it can I'm always trying to take these things I feel or think about and then put it through a different lens and with yeah. that it was just uh, honestly a situation that happened where I met this absolute piece of work and um, <laughs> so beautifully praised and uh, <laughs> and <laughs> I was just chatting to him and I was like he just summed up so many things for me yeah. uh, that was just it just came easy and it didn't feel contrived it was just very much like writing down a conversation and I, I love songs like that when it comes so, so easily like that you know that you're onto something good yeah. um, but I, I definitely like I de we're very strong minded and we like to we do like to support um, loads of different initiatives and stuff that are going on yeah. when we can and where possible um, but at the same time we don't want to constantly shoehorn in agendas yeah, into lyrics not, that's kind of not what we're yeah. talking about either yeah. Yeah. do you think that guy knows that that song's about him oh, I he doesn't remember oh really he's a bit, yeah he's a bit locked no <laughs> absolutely not I don't think people like that are that self aware you know yeah yeah absolutely um, I don't know if he was but <laughs> I want to talk about what's coming up for the summer so I mean I'm saying summer now it's April Yes. Maybe summer. We could say summer, can't we? So oh, you have like summer. <laughs> you have Body and Soul, you have Kaleidoscope, there's so much stuff. Yeah. You're, you're headlining a gig in a couple of weeks as well. So tell That's us a right. bit about what's coming up for you guys soon. It's a new venue in Dublin called uh, Lost Lane. Okay. So they had their launch night. When, that was like... Last week. Yeah, yeah so last it's only week. just opened. It's only just opened, yeah. Big, fresh venue. Nice. So, uh, yeah, we're really excited to play. We, like, we haven't played Dublin since Choice Prize. Mm. And even at that, it was only a short set. Well. Like, so. yeah. yeah, it should be, oh, I can't wait, really. Yeah, it should be good. Then we're, we're going over, we're doing a few gigs abroad. So we're doing like Poland after that. Poland, mm. Germany. Um, Germany, Paris. Paris. Barcelona. Paris. Oh, no. Not. Maybe we might. Maybe. Who knows? What? Next. <laughs> we do. We do end at this. So we can. So we can. And it'll just be like Paris. Yeah. <laughs> and then a few festivals during the summer as well. Yes. So Body and Soul, we're extremely excited about that one because we've never Body played it. Oh, have you not? No. no. That's surprising to me. Either. You've never been. It's one of my favourite festivals. I have a village class. I love I've it. I've always heard, like, I'm going to love this festival. It's, oh, it really is. It's just, it's so chilled and... It feels like you're, it doesn't, I don't even know if this m makes sense, but it feels like you're not at a festival. Like, there's no, like... Scaldy element to it. There's no scaldy element. Right. There's nothing like that. Like, people aren't even really kind of, like, taking pictures or you get the odd one and stuff. But, you know, it's it's a really chilled out festival. You get what, what and I interviewed the, the two women behind it there recently. Like, you get out of the festival what you put into it, I mm. think, with body and soul. Yeah. So, I love it. So, yeah. and when it when is that again? It's June... 21st? June 22nd, I think. 22nd? Well, oh, it's yeah. that weekend because yeah. yeah. we're in Paris and then we go to Berlin. So it's going to be a great weekend. Yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited about it. I don't like to talk about other interviews. 
But I did. I, ha- I do have to mention, like, I watched your interview where you guys were in bed, and there was something, um, Quiva, that you kind of shared, which I thought was really interesting, that you're afraid of the dark. Mm. And there wasn't a... What are you going to do? Turn off all the lights. They won't let me do that for insurance. Um, but I was like, I was listening to the rest of the interview, and I really wanted, like, for Searsha or Karen to come out with something that, like, we didn't know about them. So do you have anything like that that you want to tell us? What? Well, something, I'm a fraud. That no, something that nobody will know about you that hasn't ever oh. been said before. I'm going to be surprised by whatever you say. Really? Yeah, I, I feel like you're so mysterious. You're so mysterious. I'm like, yeah. Mysterious should have been one of your words. Mysterious. Like, seriously, you do come mysterious. across a little mysterious, which yeah. I'm into. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The guitar is with Mystique. Yeah. That's the dynamically agreed on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Terrified of spiders, totally. Um, terrified, I'm not a fan of spiders either, to be honest with you, yeah. No, but this is like over the top. She spotted a spider in her room one time. Oh no, do you remember we were driving? For months. Yes, that's true. We were driving one time out to a party. Let me tell one story for you and jump in with another one. (laughs) (laughs) She slept on the the sitting room, in in the sitting room in her house for months because she saw a spider once in her room. Yeah. You have to kill them if you see them. Now, this is the thing. If you're, I know yeah, this, I is, this is. Go near us. No. I have. Sorry, you go. No, no, you go. You go. This is not like. This is me and Cleaver are going. Where are we going? We're going out to uh, a, a session. Yeah. We're going to Christine's gap. Oh, she was driving anyway, and there was a spider that came across the dashboard, and I was like, Cleaver! <laughs> she oh my it? God. I had to like, pull, pull over. the car over. We were like about to go on the M50. I had to pull into an estate in town here. And I had to like, sh- I had to show her while I killed the spider. <laughs> I don't care about them at all. I think they're on the same page. Uh, they are. They get to keep the flies away. Yeah, man. Imagine this situation, Sirsha. I was driving, yeah. and just driving along, da da da, looking at the road, and then I see from the steering wheel over to the dashboard a web and a spider, like obviously on crawling his on his way. Oh my so God. I was like, this is it. This is how I'm going to go. Like, <laughs> of all the ways, I never thought this would be it because my initial reaction was like that, but I was driving a car, so I just started yeah. going like this. Frantically, had to pull in as well and oh uh, thankfully I didn't, but the guy who like passed me out was like looking at me as if, yeah, so. Um, you get it. <laughs> I get it. Thank you. I get it. I wouldn't sleep on the couch for a month though. Yeah, so a bit much. Big yeah. massive yoke, like it was rotten. Yeah. Fair uh, enough. It was a little tiny guy, but it was big, like one of those big. They move so quickly. Yeah. As well. yeah, yeah, if you just close, close the door, door. When they arrive. Ugh, close the door, it will die <gasps> eventually. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. True. They'll die eventually. Yeah. Karen, can you talk? Um, about? I don't know about that. I can't. I I feel like a bit of a fraud because. Classically, um, there has been a joke that has gone on for way too long about me having a fear of bananas. Now, that was hyperbole. I'm not afraid of bananas. I just detest them. And my whole life, I just hated bananas. How did you just admit to being dramatic? (laughs) That was hyperbole. Hyperbole. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't add that into your list of words. Well, no, as in I said I didn't like bananas, and then all of a sudden it was Karen's. Karen, we hear you're afraid of bananas. Crippling fear. You actually messer. You did not say, I don't like bananas. I hate them. They're disgusting. They disgusting. What's wrong with them? And basically, I had this for years and years and years. And then uh, Anton, on the Anton Savage show, someone had put a banana on my keyboard. It was oh, Anton? No, it was no Connor and Ruby Sessions put a banana on my keyboard. There was all these banana. There were all these sick banana jokes. So you don't um, you hate them to eat, but you don't actually even like them being quite close. I to I just think they're gross for loads of reasons. The textures. I don't like the smell. I don't like the texture. I don't like the flavor. Everything about it. Except, I was literally just in Africa. Uh, in Tanzania for the first time mm-hmm. and I got really sick 
because you know you travel sometimes you just get really yeah, ill yeah. and I hadn't eaten anything in two days <laughs> and I was really really hungry and I'm a hungry person anyway and uh, they had these little tiny bananas that were really sweet and I was just like I'm a big girl now I'm gonna try and I'm completely converted I you think love, they're great. Public love bananas. Public announcement. I now. think bananas are great. And I've always been really allergic to cats and have not liked cats. Yeah. And now I'm a cat person. Wow. wow. I've met a couple of nice cats. Amazing. So that is generous of you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't have any fears. I'm, I'm unafraid. I used to not like cats and bananas. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't really think that people don't. I don't know about afraid or anything. No, you're no, I don't think you're. Have you ever forgotten the lyrics? I have. On stage? I've definitely like slurred my words yeah, a bit. Okay. Like, really? Or like definitely been a bit like. Kind of just like. Did you see Billie Eilish did it at Coachella? Oh, yeah. Again, in a big way though. Yeah. She was like, she was actually asking the audience. She was like, what are the li- what is, what is this song like? Yeah. I think she handled it very well though. She's yeah. only seventeen, for God's sake. Like, probably wrecked. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, she is churning out bang and bangers. Yeah. So I'm sure, you're just like, what's the song again? I know. Yeah, I I like her, but at the same time, like I I can't admit that I like her because everybody in the office just it's on constantly now. Right. So it's now become a thing that like, oh, of course you like Billie Eilish, whereby yeah. it literally wasn't that three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't yeah, know yeah. how that happens. Is yeah. that kind of like, is that where you want to be? Do you want people to be like, of course you like Wyvern Lingo? I mean, that would be good for the bank account, but... Pay the bills. <laughs> I don't know that we're that kind of bad. No, no. I think no, we're no. possibly too... We're too chill. Too mad, too chill. I think we're too chill. I don't think we're too mad. I just, you know, as in, I don't, I like... No, I think we're going to edit this bit out. <laughs> We're not your classic band, and I think that's... Not everyone's going to like that, but, like, I suppose Billie Eilish isn't either. Coachella would be a great one, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would be class. That would be amazing. Yeah. I was watching Anderson Pack's gig. It was just... Just looks incredible. Yeah, I actually yeah. saw a really nice. Um, I saw a post from this girl who was talking about like what you don't see in Coachella, and that the fact that you literally have sand in your mouth and oh, in your hair, yeah. and it's everywhere. Like you're in the desert, because of course yeah. we only see like. Yeah. The, have you ever been to Coachella? Beautiful. No, 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 no. You can see the beautiful photos and stuff, but yeah, like that place is fucking sandy. Yeah. I would imagine. Um, said festivals are just really when you're when you're a punter going to gigs. I mean, I respect people so much for yeah. showing up. Whenever we're playing. Especially, with, was it last year or the before we played Lechbinic and we were relatively early and it had been lashing rain yeah. and people showed up and I was just like, fair yeah, lady man. on a Sunday, on a muddy Sunday yeah. when there's mud everywhere. like All for the love of the game. Oh, eh? yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Wyvern Lingo, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you, Quiva, Saoirse and Karen. I look forward to seeing you guys. And there's, there's still tickets available for that show in Dublin in the next couple of weeks? So, yeah. Actually, are a few, yeah. Amazing. So, okay, so everybody can go and find out all your information. You're on Twitter, you're on Instagram, you have a website, all that kind of mm-hmm. jazz. Everything. Spotify. If you spell it right, you can't miss us. <laughs> and do you want to spell it just in case? Is that our motto now? <laughs> you spell it right, you can't miss it. That could be your six words or less for the band. Oh, spell it right, you can't miss it. Oh, it's more than oh, six it's words. It's, you don't just spell it out. Like, it's going to be written with the video. Yeah, it's right. going to be on the screen. Ladies, thank you so much for coming in. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thanks.